0: Is it going to be fun? I am really grateful, excited to be able to speak with you. Uh, I got a lot in my heart, and I'm going to give you just uh, 30 minutes of it. And I pray Holy Spirit, and whoever needs to help me with that, just do it. But uh, anybody here excited about meeting with Almighty God? Creator of the universe. Madly in love with you. Oh, and he has let us participate in the greatest mission our planet will ever know. Helping people to know Jesus. I'm thrilled to talk about that. And I just think, can anybody give me an amen out there? Church is just too good to be quiet too much. You know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I was at a baseball game yesterday. I don't like baseball outdoing Jesus. There's so much more exciting. Because of our friendship with God, we're going to heaven forever. Think about it. Let it sink in. He wants to be with us forever. And it's gonna be awesome. New bodies, new knees. Yes. Oh, I learned to dance. I wanna learn now, but I certainly will there. If you need some new words uh, to shout out to God, because I think some of you, you just need to shout a little more. Gloria, Deus. Uh, maybe I can teach you a little Portuguese. You can say to God anytime you want to, Gloria a Deus. Can you say that? Gloria a Deus. That's Portuguese. and Spanish, is real similar. Yes. Gloria, a Gloria a Dios. But you can also say at any time, way to go, God. I love you, God. Your ideas are incredible. You can say that right here in church. Amen. I mean, there should be nothing ho-hum about Amen. our meeting with God here every Sunday. I mean, and every Sunday afterward, it just should be more. I don't know about you, but I want more of God in my life. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to change. I'm 64. Angel is fixing to help me. I'm only 65, so I've got all kinds of people calling me about Medicare. But uh, I'm probably closer to heaven than you. Chances are. But I'll tell you what, in this blade of grass, this mist that we're living in, I want to go all out yeah. for Jesus. I want to reach our city for Christ. Ah, yeah, oh, Please. Don't be part of a ho-hum church. Jesus is worthy of uh, of our meetings having a ton of fire. And I pray that you would learn to shout, dance, sing uh, with all your heart. Paul says, rejoice, come on. I'll say it again, rejoice. And uh, Jeremy, I think you mentioned Psalm 95. Do we have Psalm 95? Five, one through two. We may not. It was on the last list. But it's a verse about shouting. It's okay. The Bible says, Come let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. And my NIV says, Let us shout to the rock of our salvation. You make a joyful noise. Yes. Oh. Anyway, I'm Marty. I'm a public school teacher. I teach first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And I sub. I do a little bit of middle school, little high school. I love it because I get 20 kids every day. And they don't know who they're going to get. But I do. And it's really fun. Um, I'm also a member of this church's SOT, which would be... Uh, School of Transformation. <laughs> and uh, I love it. It's changing me. And I want to highly recommend that right off the bat. I know several of you have already done that. Uh, I've seen my sons go through it. And uh, it's just incredible time of training your heart to stop. And I'm telling you, God wants more of your time. Because he wants more time to be with you. Because he loves you. And, and we really uh, see that in this uh, lesson today. I just uh, wanna say something about Angela over there. I love her. I uh, met her in Brazil, South Brazil, in a city called Porto Alegre, which means port of happiness. And uh, I often say that the city used to be called Porto Cristo, port of sadness, until I met her and they changed the name of the city. Angela has incredible love for God. She, uh, back in the day in college, you know, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great just to imitate Apostle Paul? A guy stood up in chapel and said, we need somebody in, to help us in Argentina. We need single workers. I said, I could do that. My friend thought I was crazy. But I took off. Short-term mission trip in my day. Was two years, <laughs> so I went to Argentina for two years, and I was there. I Went to a youth conference in North, uh, well, north of Argentina, but south Brazil. And Angela was on the praise team. We, uh, I went back to Argentina, finished my mission there with uh, planting a couple churches, which was a blast, and they taught me Spanish. When I went, all I could s- when I got off the plane, all I could say was Taco Bell and gracias. <laughs> But uh, they taught me Spanish. After back six months, I was rocking and rolling in Spanish and baptizing people. Gloria a Dios. Yeah. And I came back, finished school. Angie fell in love there. I got her to teach me Portuguese. I said, could we go out to the park and learn some new vocabulary? She taught me some great Portuguese. Uh, we got on a team of five families. I we went to Brazil uh, for about eight years. We uh, first went to Rio, uh, planted church in Rio, then went to Sao Paulo, planted church in Sao Paulo. Uh, it was a blast. In uh, Rio, we had our first two boys, Jeremy and Matias. And then we moved to Sao Paulo. Our third son was born, Lucas. Uh, That's my boys. Uh, You know Matthias. If you know him, he's uh, off in South Asia right now for Jesus. He said, I want to go where there's not many Christians, and I'm going to help them know Jesus. He's always felt that way. So uh, that's where he is. Jeremy's here with you leading praise. And Lucas is full-time praise leader at Beltway North in Abilene. I could not be more proud and grateful. For the way my boys have chosen to live their lives for Jesus, there's no greater joy. It's awesome. Anyway, that's the West. Enough about the West. I love this church. I'm excited about the Antioch family of churches. I've wanted to come here for a long time, but exactly Zach's preaching. I started visiting here, and it's Zach's preaching that just I think the Holy Spirit used to say, "Hey, it's time." to get with Antioch, and so I'm I'm really grateful uh, for Zach and, and all you guys, but I love the DNA of this church and of the movement, and it's that each of us would have a deep relationship with God, a deep relationship with several brothers or sisters. You can't be like super close to everybody, but you can, God will give you a group. Of people that know all your stuff and fight for you. Uh, that's the DNA of this church. And the other part of it that I am so excited about. Is the Antioch church wants to plant churches. That plant churches. That plant churches till Jesus comes. There's nothing I'd rather look back on in my short life on the earth. Is to be a part of a group that cares enough about the world to give of their time and their finances and of their best members to send them out to another city in the name of Jesus. And I'm also glad that our leadership believes in um, sabbatical because, you know, I want Zach and Christina here for the long run. I'm thrilled that they get a break and some time uh, to hang out with God, and to come back with fire to lead us to victory. So I'm really grateful for that, and I'm grateful uh, to Zach for the way he lives. I'm honored to be under his leadership here. Um, Zach is a fighter. He's a God-lover. He's courageous. He loves his wife, kids, and he carries all of us in his heart honor men like these Hallelujah. I believe and I think that's why they gave me this topic that the most exciting thing on this planet in life is just meeting Jesus that's number 1 meeting Jesus and be able to walk and talk and live and fight for his cause but the second most exciting experience that that I've ever had and probably you will ever have is to in some way helping somebody else meet Jesus. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh I'm hopefully we'll get to uh Luke five. <laughs> I mean I want to. There's incredible stuff there, but I just don't know. I haven't done this before, just speak you know, twice, same thing and uh And uh, Jeremy asked me to share testimonies. He says, testimonies, you know, they just help people listen because they're real. And so I'm going to go ahead and do that. And that might be all we have, uh, today's testimony. But I I thought of several. uh, But I'm going to just pick a couple. And uh, if you want to hear the others, have me for supper. And Angela, we got a lot of stories about the kingdom of God and great things happening. (laughs) But... uh, you know, Ricardo and Liliane, I'm not going to talk about them, but I love them, and I'd love to tell you about them someday, okay? They're Argentines that live in Brazil. Marion Inveva, I will tell you about Marion. I moved to Sao Paulo, just one particular day, I got a card table, took it out, put it on the street, where there was a lot of sidewalk traffic, and my Matias was with me, he was about three, four at the time, you know, blonde hair, and uh, i put on the card table, vamos falar de Jesus, let's talk about Jesus, I put, uh, estudo bíblico, gratis, study the Bible, free, with me, and, uh, I just had them on the table, and I was shaking hands, meeting people, we did a lot of crazy things in Sao Paulo, we'd make coffee right on the sidewalk, with music, and sing, and party, and just share Christ with whoever came by, we did a lot of different things, they didn't always, you know, carry a card table around, but, uh, this particular day, I did that. And a lot of people pass by, didn't pay no attention. Others kind of look, read the sign, go on, and then some would give me their phone number. But uh, Mario, I may call him Marion. That's the derivative of Mario, but it means big Mario. Marion, he's black, he's tall, he's strong. So anybody big has that derivative on the end of their name. Uh, Mario becomes Marion. And he came up and said, uh, he's at the table, he said, uh, Why does your son have blonde hair? I said, uh, He said, Are you German? I said, Well, no. We're... He said, Ah, you Americano? Yeah. I said, Well, I don't know. I said, uh, Quando eu tinha cabelo, era loiro. I said, when I used to have hair, my hair was blonde. Uh, Será que foi isso? Was it maybe that? He said, yeah, I can tell. Você é americano. He said, but why are, you, why are you here? I said, we came here to tell people about Jesus. He said, ah, we know about Jesus. We got a cross statue up there. <laughs> yeah, we know all about Jesus. And he was tipsy from the bar. Kind of like a little bit like that. So I'm just following with him, trying to stay with him. Okay. (laughs) Now what I say, you know, I said, Mario, we have come to talk about the living, active, on fire Jesus that you can have a relationship. And I would love to meet with you to talk more about him and study the Bible together. How about it? And he said, no, I don't think I'm interested. I said, hey, I'm interested. (laughs) Here's my number. Give me yours. Okay, maybe. Ciao. He took off. After the sixth phone call, <laughs> and I normally don't follow up that much. I mean, two, three calls, and then I, you know, shake dust on my feet, whatever. They're not interested. But for some reason with Mighty, I just kept calling. him. And finally he said, okay, come on over. I went to his house, got up the Bible, prayed together, started reading the book of John. Read John 8, 31. I don't know if you got that one. Discipleship study. I think the verse was saying, uh, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. What is it? If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciple. And the next verse says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I said, "Money, you want to be a real disciple? That's what Jesus says. This is what you need to do to be a real disciple. Abide in the word of God. Hang out with God. Live for, and and, and uh, he said, uh, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, so we were at his house. He went to the bathroom. His wife comes out of the kitchen and says, Americano. She said, uh, I don't want you to be disappointed because my, my husband's done this before. He's a drunk. He's... You read some Bible before and had a few pastors, you know, try to reach out to him. But it won't stick, and I don't want you to be disappointed. I'm so glad you give your time to reach out, but I just want to tell you, I don't really want to waste your time because he is not going to stick with your church or or with Jesus. Well, a month later, Mario, I baptized him in Christ. Two months later, baptized Veva into Christ. Several weeks later, Marcos, their son, became a disciple. Fast forward ten years, we're back in the states. I, you know, teach school. We take a trip back to Brazil. I go to Marion's house. I see the lamp on early in the morning at the end of the couch. Getting up, getting with God. He loved to get up and get with God. That's where his you know, power source came. I went to his church. By this time, the church we started turned into about eight. It was awesome. I couldn't even find the people that I knew. Uh, but I went to church where Mario was, and he saw me, and he just picked me up like I was a little boy and swung me around. The people had to back up so my feet wouldn't hit them. <laughs> I was so happy. Such a joy. And I look forward to getting that hug again. It may not be till heaven. But it is incredible to have a part in helping somebody come to Jesus. You will meet Mario, And you will meet Veva someday. Mario is a pillar in the church in Sao Paulo. In love with Jesus sticking. He loves God. I want to mention Walter. It was one late Tuesday night. We'd often go to the train station, bus station to share our faith. But I went with the singles in the college age because the marriage did take care of kids or go to bed or something. So, But I wanted to go with the singles. So we went. And we shared our faith with everybody. Uh, made coffee, gave free coffee out. Some guys playing guitar, singing. But we're just meeting people all over the place, and it was late. Uh, the sidewalk traffic had died down, and I, uh, I just heard God saying, "One more." I said, "Well, yeah, okay." And I just looked outside of the subway station, nobody. And I looked across the street from the subway station. It's getting kind of. Dark. It was dark. And I said, This is not good. I'm going to go talk to this guy in the dark over there, you know? But I just felt God saying, Go. So I kind of walked quickly across the street, just walked right up to him. I said, Hey, hi. Uh, I, I'm Marty. I'm with some friends. We're telling people about Jesus, setting up Bible study. He just kind of stopped in his track. He said, Really? You know, this was all in Portuguese, but he said, You're pensando to you. I was just feeling that I need God in my life. We studied the Bible. He fell in love with Jesus. He became a fired up strong disciple, life group leader. Awesome. Fast forward to the same 10 years later when we went back to Brazil. And I go to his congregation, but I, I don't see anybody I know. But I'm just meeting people. But I see nobody I know. I used to know everybody. But the church is going so much, I feel like I don't know anybody. So I was kind of walking through the crowd. And then this lady comes out, and she just looks me in the eye, and grabs me, gives me a big hug. And I kind of look a little bit puzzled, like, man, I don't remember the name, and I don't remember the face. You know, nothing. She said, that's okay. She said, you don't know me. I said, she said, but you are Martine. That's what they, they call me in Brazil. Uh, I said, yeah. And she, uh, she said, well, I've always wanted to meet the guy who converted my husband. Oh. I said, well, can't ask him I Who's your husband? <laughs> she says, Walter. I said, oh, Walter. He's a guy I met on the sidewalk 10 years previously. Where is he? He's up teaching the Bible with some non Christians. So I went up, Walter big hug. Now, he's not big as Mario, but man, he's on fire for Jesus. He said, can you come eat supper with me tonight? I said, well, yeah. So I go over and his 11 rooms full of people. And I go, whoa, quite a few here. He said, I wanted you to meet everyone I've led to Christ and the one they've led to Christ since you left. And I just started crying. I couldn't say anything. I felt incredible joy and humility. It was so good to see all those faces, to see the church growing. He gave me a CD, and he had a, he had written during the afternoon a family tree of people he discipled and who they discipled, and whose wife discipled. That's Walter. I promise you'll meet him in heaven. And he'll have a ton of Brazilians with us. (laughs) That's two. And the last one that I'm going to share. Where's that clock? Okay. Uh, Stephen Rondo. Stephen Lucas's baseball coach. This is Young Garland. I've left a lot of stories out from California and other places, but hey, we'll just fast forward Garland, baseball. Uh, It was the the little, littler league than than you guys because Lucas was playing. The coach, after his few practices, the coach, Steve Rodriguez, comes up to me and said, Mr. West, he said, your son Lucas is the most coachable kid I've ever seen. He is incredibly respectful and obedient, and I've never seen a kid like him. He said I have two kids, two boys and my wife and I want to know how did you train your boys to be so respectful and obedient at this young age? I said "Could we set a time? I'd love to talk to you how we learned to train our kids. It's in the Bible. And he said let's do it. We began studying about training kids, but in the process we studied discipleship study of everything Jesus says that it takes to be a disciple. And there's some strong words in there about carrying your cross or you cannot be my disciple. About becoming a fisherman of men. About loving God more than your own wife and family, more than your job. So when we study with people You know, Zach and I are talking about uh, discipleship study here. But when they make a decision, wow, they're good to go. They're ready to share their faith. Steve, I baptized Steve. I baptized his wife, Rhonda. And Angela did a lot of teaching with her. I'm, I'm leaving out Angela, but just she's in everything we did, studying with women. She studied the Bible with kids when she was a teenager. She led Bible studies when she was Fourteen, her parents were missionaries uh, to Brazil. I got an angel. She is awesome. But uh, Steve and Rhonda. I preached his, I don't preach much, but once in a while, you know. And uh, he wanted me to do his funeral. And I did it a month ago. He had a uh, heart infection valve. So, uh, But Steve's in heaven then you'll meet him. And my three boys showed him Jesus. And I want them to feel good about it forever. Oh, anyway. <laughs> That's three testimonies. If you want to hear the others, if you want to hear about Sadie Long, ask my wife for supper. Okay, we'll do what we can do in this time. Uh, they want me to talk about this. In the series is, uh, what's our series? <laughs> Jesus the Life of the Party. Yes. In my particular topic, Jesus' friend of sinners. And so, uh, but I think by the end or whenever I do get to this, that I may change the name to you, me, and Matthew. You'll see. But, uh, you know, I thought since I'm supposed to talk about friend of sinners, I'd just bring some sinners to church with me. So i got a couple here. Uh, Mark and Steve, would y'all stand up and be recognized? (laughs) Sinners? 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 Uh, You sinners, come on up, please. I don't think you have to come up. Just come up to the mic. I would actually like both of you to pray for me and for these guys. Surprise, surprise. Hey, leave me a minute or so. What do you want prayer for? I want to pray that their ears would be open, and that I would say what God wants me to say, and that we will change in our hearts for the Holy Spirit to come.
1: Okay. Holy Spirit, thank you that you lead us into all truth. Thank you that you lead us into all understanding. Bless my brother Marty right now to lead us into truth, to explain your word. Spirit, open our hearts and our minds to understand more of who you are. Thank you for your presence with us. Thank you that you're here right now. Strengthen my brother in your name. Amen. Father, we, uh, we just pause and we acknowledge that you're here. And we thank you for your son, Marty, this mighty man of God. We thank you for every testimony uh, that he's shared with us this morning, for, uh, for the building up of this body and to cast vision that we can, we can also have testimonies, Father, just like you've given he and Angela. So we honor Marty, we honor Angela this mighty couple that that love you more than life, that love the lost. And so thank you, Lord, for everything we've heard this morning. Holy Spirit, would you continue to anoint Marty to bring the word to us this morning? Would you anoint him to bring a fresh word, Lord, from your word to us? We need it. We just say we need it. We need you. And we love you, Jesus, and we thank
0: you in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Let's go to Capernaum for a minute. Okay. This is Jesus' stomping grounds. There's a town there, if you can see it, on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee called Capernaum. That's where Jesus hung out a lot, and that's where he met Matthew, a tax collector. You can see that it's an area of a lot of uh, roads and traffic and sea traffic. Uh, Matthew was a bad guy. He's a tax collector. He ripped people off. I don't know if you've ever had your air conditioner fixed, or your car, or your tooth, and you wondered, did they jack the price up for me? <laughs> Matthew did this all the time. And he had uh, wagons coming through. I even read that they charge him, Joe, per wheel, <laughs> the tax Uh, I go to Jesus Camp up in Oklahoma uh, often, and I take a big, giant trailer full of food. We leave Sam's and we go to teach 100 kids for the summer. Uh, My wife and I do this. But we avoid the tow road. They charge you per axle. (laughs) This has been happening a long time. (laughs) So Matthew could get a job here easy. Um, Wow. Okay, we're going to... Skip to... Why would Jesus choose this guy? Why? This is not the guy you want to have on your mission team. Everybody knows that he's ripping them off and I don't want to hang out with him. Maybe Jesus saw his heart. Maybe. You know, my, ch- uh, my ch- Matthew, you know, this wasn't his first day to be alive. You know, the, the verse is after this. I mean, after what? Uh, in in uh, Luke 5, it says, it starts out with after this. So maybe just Matthew saw Jesus hug the leper and heal the leper. It happened in Capernaum. Maybe Matthew had seen four guys, loyal friends, take their friend courageously through, through the roof to Jesus. Wow, he saw that. Maybe it got in his heart. Maybe Matthew said, I'm tired of ripping off people. I want to be a friend like those four guys that took their friend to Jesus. But whatever the case, Jesus walks up to them and said, follow me. Wow. And it's important that Jesus says, follow me and not go get them. He led the way to the hearts of others. Okay, Matthew has his big banquet. Party time. Ah, I don't know what the conversation was like. You can only imagine, but it's good to imagine. You know, did did was Jesus really the life of the party? Maybe, but I know he was the life in the party. Yeah. And we, the disciples, they may not, you know, know, how to talk to these people. They might have sat all together at the end of the table. Nobody's sitting with the tax collectors and prostitutes and whatever. They just kind of got together. Maybe. But maybe one of them, you know, leaned to a girl to his side. Said, hey, these are creeps. These are corrupt. These are, you got to get out of here. These people are bad. And the girl says, they're my friends. And maybe rookie disciples, oh, you know. But maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe he did ask Jesus to speak. Can imagine Jesus said, Man, uh, you know, uh, Matthew, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here and meet your friends. Nice setup, <laughs> great table, uh, cool trees. You know, Jesus often looked at stuff that he made and talked about it. He said, You know, <laughs> you know, guys, like these trees, you know, have a purpose shade, fruit. Tables? Hmm. You have a purpose. God has a purpose. Almighty God has a purpose for each one of you. Maybe he said something like that. Maybe he looked at the table and said, Hey, that table reminds me of my dad. We made a few of those. You have a purpose. And maybe talk to them about their purpose. Matthew changed. He changed jobs. He became a fisherman of men. He died a martyr. He won hundreds to Christ. Became an incredible uh, missionary to other countries. Why did Jesus choose him? Maybe to show some people in Dallas that anybody can change, that everybody needs Jesus. All your friends. And all my friends and all your co-workers and all these apartments around us in UTD and SMU and Richland College that God has us here for such a time as this. The book of Acts is still being written. And this church matters. What will be written about the Antioch Church of Dallas? Were they a ho church? Were they afraid what people will think? Or were they courageous? That they follow Christ with all their heart. I'm telling you, don't worry about what other people think. Show your faith on a daily basis. My prayer is that everybody here will get up every morning and get with God and get in the Word of God and get direction from God in the morning till Jesus comes including Sunday morning. I can tell some of you this morning, you've been with Jesus before you came here. And some of you weren't. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's time to have fire. Jesus speaks of a church in Revelation 3. That's a church we want to be. Not like the church down the street. We want to have fire. We want to be a hot church. And you individually, hot for Jesus. Not Luke. Uh, a lot lukewarm, whether you'd be one or the other. That's what I want to look back a billion years from now in our church right here. You, me, and Matthew. I promise. I'll close right here. I got something else I just got to say. Of course, I got a lot I got to say. Have some parties, be friendly. Jesus said, if you love only those who love you, what more are you doing than others? Duh! A tax collector can be friendly to his friends. You love people. Be friendly here in church and outside the church. Duh. Come on. Do you want to be like Jesus? The Bible says we're created to be conformed to his image. You're not supposed to be like somebody else that you think is a good Christian here and there. To be like Jesus... That's who I want to be like. Amen. How about you? Amen. Time is short. eternity's long. Yep. It was unthinkable for Jesus to eat with those people. But Jesus didn't care what people thought. He lived for Almighty God. Yeah. All right. Skip, skip, skip. <laughs> Desire changed. Every time you walk in these doors, say, God changed me. Yeah. Zach, show me Jesus. I want to be more like him. Desire change. Be interested in others. Philippians 2. Be interested in other people. Quit thinking about your own stuff. Go after people with the same love that God came after you. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down till I'm found. Leaves of 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give your life away. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Yes! There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. Matthew had to love this line. There's no wall you won't kick down. No lie you won't tear down coming after me. What do you want to look back on? Not that we'll look back, but hey, this life is short. Dallas is ours. What's your vision for Dallas? Everybody should have a vision for Dallas. And we have some guys that are saying, follow me. Mark says, follow me. Alan says, follow me. Zach says, follow me. Jeremy's saying, follow me. Let's go into the lives of the lost and share Christ. You, me, and Matthew. Uh, we're going to pray but I just I just pray right fast thank you. God you see every heart you love every heart you love each individual here the way you loved Matthew and called him to be with you God we're honored that you would want to be with us have more time with us and call us away from our busy world so that we can be with you. Wow, God, thank you. But God, I'm just saying, help us to make some good decisions about getting more time with you. Maybe we don't need to change the jobs to get more time with you, but maybe we do. Whatever, God, lead us, guide us, keep Dallas on our heart. Move us. Bless our leaders, bless this church. God, make us hungry to be like Jesus. Uh, God, help us to pray. For our own change into Christ's image. He is so worthy of us going all out as soon as we can for you. We need you, God. We love you. And we look forward to hanging out forever. Help us to bring our friends. Amen. Thank you, brother. Give him a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I think that uh can be summed up in one word which is fire uh i feel fired up so um man just want to as we close just extend the invitation that if if something resonates with you whether it's one a, a greater passion for um what marty has and seeing people come to know christ so there's something else going on in your life we want to just invite you guys we're gonna have a prayer team available immediately after the service and also if you're new here you're Man, I want to know Jesus like that. We'd love to talk with you. Um, I want to invite you to go to the the welcome desk. It would be a great place to go or talk to someone uh, around uh, around you or come to the front uh, and get prayer. So um, we love you guys. Uh, We are dismissed. Thank you for coming. Have a good Sunday.